Radiodrome. Episode 29 of Radiodrome, and I have to warn everybody right off the bat, our Skype connection is really terrible tonight. Possibly the fact that there's 15 million people on Skype right now. I was telling you, I'm surprised they're not all out, all out going to go see Harry Potter. And we're recording this the day after Harry Potter opened, and I'm telling Brad because they were all at his showing last night. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Normally we uh, we were normally we record these on, on Thursdays. We record these, and then I go off to go see the midnight showings. But last night we had to take off a little earlier for the midnights that we usually do because we didn't want to get even though we order tickets we didn't want to get stuck sitting front or second row for this 3d movie and so we get there uh probably an hour beforehand or something like that and we we go in there and yeah sure enough we we had to sit in this we had to sit in the second row but it was because it wasn't because like there were that many people there i mean there were this movie was on 10 screens it was a zoo at that theater it was it was the most crowded I've ever seen it. People were parked on the roads. People were parked in the field. Like, it, it was crazy. So we get into our theater. It was a very small screen that we saw. It was one of the uh, it was one of the screens in the theater that doesn't hold as many people. So when we get in there, sure enough, 50 people were probably in there. So it was mostly full. So, yeah, we had to sit in the freaking second row, piney-ass theater. Sounds like you were basically at a rock concert. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was. It, it, J- Jake picked me picked me up afterwards, and he said it was getting in there was was just a, a nightmare getting in there to uh, to uh, to pick me up. Because <laughs> as I we... will say this, because we saw we saw the 3D showing of it, and uh, I will say this: being in the second row for that, I've never sat up that close before in a 3D showing, and sitting up that close, it. It actually made the 3D not that bad. <laughs> now you know what to do the next time you go see a 3D movie. Sit really, really close. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But at least now I know it won't look too terrible. But I couldn't. I, 3D doesn't give me headaches. 3D doesn't give me headaches at all. But I have a feeling like week after week sitting that freaking close would would start to wear on me after a while. But, I mean, like, a couple of parts, it was kind of exciting, because there's one part where it's, like, a POV shot of, like, a roller coaster type thing. This little roller coaster deal going through, through like, caves. And I'm sitting there, and it's like looking at an IMAX screen with the on. It was actually slightly a little thrilling. <laughs> Did you expect a Terminator to come out and start threatening you, like the T2 3D ride? Oh, yeah, in the 90s? yeah. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been great. Or the, the Muppets, the Muppets 3D one that they had, or the birds, the bird coming out and sitting on the guy's shoulder in front of you. Well, Brad, you know, I have a, I have a obviously 2D work print of the T2 3D ride thing. Oh, that's cool. You could even hear Cameron directing off off screen. All of a sudden, you'll hear him, Robert, go, and then Robert Patrick runs into screen. So it's a really <laughs> early work print, which is interesting. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, this was this was interesting, and we were talking about this a little bit last night. There were people in the going around in the theater who had on like specialty 3D glasses, like just for this movie. Like it was like the real D 3D glasses, but they were shaped like the Harry Potter glasses. Oh, good God! Uh, by the time we got there, I think like they they by the time we got there. We had already, uh, with I guess they had already get, gotten rid of their 
special Harry Potter 3D glasses, so we just had the regular ones. But we were kind of kind of talking afterwards. We were like, "Do you guys remember that? Like back in the day when there'd be 3D movies and they would all be like specially made for the movies you were seeing, like the Friday the 13th 3D glasses, the Jaws 3D ones. You know, they say Jaws 3D on them, or the Friday the 13th ones would have the title on it. And uh, I mean, even like freaking." I remember when I even saw Spy Kids 3D. They had like they were all like specially made like just for those movies. I and remember I t- that uh, the, the one that I remember having the specialty 3D one was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 6 it had the Freddy's Dead stuff on it. And keep in mind, since that wasn't advertised as a 3D movie, all of a sudden when they hand us 3D glasses, we're like, "What are these for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do I need these? This isn't a 3D movie. Oh, this is gonna be awesome. We were just told." Put the glasses on when the character in the movie puts them on. We're yeah. Like, Th- that's actually kind of cool. That was a nice surprise when I went and saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was a nice, interesting surprise. Hey, Jared just popped on. What's up, Foils? Hey, everybody. Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I just had a great uh, day. Um, of rating? Huh? Of rating? No, no, no. Yesterday I had a great day. See, I, I don't know if I told... Uh, I I know I told Brad this. I didn't tell you, Josh, yet. What um, happened? I, I, um, I've i given up on banks on getting a, uh, a business loan. And uh, since I already had some seed head and uh, did some micro-budgeting, and I'm basically going to start foil wrap productions with the um, seed money that I have. You know, it's not disappointing that you're starting foil wrap. It's disappointing that that conversation didn't go. And then I went to the mafia for the money. <laughs> well, uh, that's where I was expecting that to go, Jared. <laughs> got the money from Joe Spinell. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yesterday I won two eBay auctions, one for a Panasonic HVX200A, which is a great camera. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't really afford a, a RED camera. REDs are actually the best right now, but I can't really afford one of those. So I won an eBay auction for uh, for a Panasonic HVX200 and a Mac Pro with 10 gigabytes of RAM, 1.3 terabyte hard drive, and uh, I think it, I think it said eight core processors at 2.3 gigahertz apiece. I have got such a boner right now. <laughs> if I understood what any of that stuff meant, I would too, Brad. I know, right? <laughs> It Those... basically means that my uh, my Mac is going to rule. Is it going to start asking if you've seen this boy and holding up a picture of Edward Furlong? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> no, 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 better. It's going to make the robots that are going to ask if you've seen this boy. Oh, so it's going to be like the teaser trailer where they're putting the T-800s together. <laughs> right. For T2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, terrible. Yeah. Yes. Well, we, we let's let's tackle the elephant in the room right now since Jared showed up. I just saw today. Yes, I know. I really should stop drinking, but I just can't help myself. Not the pink. <laughs> not the pink elephant in the room, Jared. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Different okay. thing. The trailer for the Thing prequel and the Howling Reborn both hit the net today. As as we record this, it'll be a week late by the time you hear this. Yeah. Uh, that's my reaction no, to both I, trailers. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you on on uh, the the Howling uh, Reborn trailer. I I haven't seen. Like we we were talking about this before uh, before we started recording, and it, it was to me that they're rebooting the Howling. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me. But if I if I read somewhere if I had read somewhere that they were rebooting the Howling, I had for just simply for went in one ear and out the other. But so they're they're doing it like Twilight, way like Twilight. I mean, literally, uh, uh, uh. when you watch this trailer. They, they, first of all, they shoot it in that washed-out color palette that the Twilight movies all have. Yeah. All the characters are teenagers. I mean, I don't think I saw an adult in the entire trailer. What the hell? And, well, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, no, 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 the guy in the wheelchair. Uh, I'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> and, and, and literally, if you substituted werewolves for vampires, this is the Twilight trailer. It, it, it <laughs> is Twilight. And see, here's the problem I have. The Howling movies, all seven of them prior to this, nary a teenager to be found they uh-huh. all had adult casts and adult characters and apparently that doesn't draw p- had red brown man and it totally retconned the ending of the howling that we clearly saw happen said no th- 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 that whole thing didn't happen <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know what's you know what's the most insulting about this howling reborn do you know what the source material is gary bradner's original howling 2 novel that novel's worse than the howling 2 movie so this is actually in the, in the How to novel. They're they're teenagers. Well, no, not that part. But I mean the the storyline, the, the storyline. They took the storyline from the Howling Two novel, and it's oh, just okay. like, oh, I love the first Howling. Yeah, you, I, I, you know more about that than I do. I I haven't even I yeah, I haven't even seen the trailer for the remake. Have you seen all the original Howlings? I mean, all seven of the r- first series. Or not all. I saw the first three. The, those are the best three. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, four. What are you talking about? I hear the seventh one is the best. Four is basically a remake of the first film because it's actually a closer adaptation of the yeah. original novel. Five is okay. Six is interesting because they add a vampire to the whole thing, which was a surprise. Yeah. And seven's embarrassing. Five, six, and seven are all linked continuity wise as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they aren't bad until you get to seven. They had uh-huh. no money for New Moon Rising. Oh my! <laughs> no, I've I've never seen seven, but uh, if I, any one of them is bad, it's always the seventh one that comes up. See, two is really awful too, but two is not bad in a bad way. Two is bad in a fun way. Yeah, I was gonna say two is fun. I've I have a lot of fun with two. I love the fact that Christopher Lee, when he worked with Joe Dante on Gremlins two, actually apologized for having appeared in Howling two. No. Yeah, he says that on the commentary for Gremlins 2. <laughs> Christopher Lee walked up to him and apologized for having appeared in Howling 2. Oh, man. Uh, I think I, just, <laughs> I don't want you to fire me off of Gremlins 2. I must apologize to you. I was in one of those sequels. But the, <laughs> the third one could have been really famous. Origi- yeah. Originally, Nicole Kidman was supposed to get Jerba, the part of Jerba. Oh. Personally, I think the chick that got it is really hot, though. Until you see her fuzzy belly in her pouch, that's a little bit of a turnoff. Oh, are you kidding me? That just makes me like her more. I wish Nicole Kidman had a fuzzy belly. How do you know she doesn't? <laughs> because I've sure. seen Dead Calm. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Brad, well played. Hey, Brad, touche. <laughs> so you pretty much have the same reaction that I did on uh, the trailer for the thing. I wasn't as angry as you. You, well, it you wasn't got that angry. I was angry that it necessarily looks like the worst movie ever made, which it doesn't. It it it, it doesn't. It, it, but my what got me so 
who was like, Ramona Flowers, really? Ramona Flowers is our lead. And we, we go from Kurt Russell to, to Ramona Flowers. Snake Plissken to Lucy McLean from Die Hard 4. Are you kidding me? That's like going from Jason Statham to Emma Roberts. What the hell? Um, and it isn't so much the fact that she's in it, but from the trailer, it looks like she's the lead. Oh, yeah. She's she's obviously the lead, yes. Yeah. Are you really high? What what the hell? Brad, I think a better – and uh, you know what? And I, I was about to set up this gag, and now I can't even remember his name. Paul uh, – Lind? Paul Hogan? No, no, no. no the, the guy That's from right. the They should have got Paul Hogan. Where are you going with this, Jared? Are you talking about Paul Walker? Thank you, Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, no, Brad. It, it's like, it's like having Jason Statham and then going to Paul Walker. No, this is worse. Well, they actually are. <laughs> it's worse than that, going from Statham bad, to Paul Walker. Huh? Brad, like you're actually giving giving some credit to Paul Walker. Wow, that's. I, I'm going to give some credit to Paul Walker right here. I don't know if this is true or if it's just rumor, but they're saying he's going to be playing a young Mel Gibson in the Mad Max prequel. That it's going to be Paul... Last I heard it was, like, Tom Hardy. I, I heard Paul Walker, and you know what the creepy thing is? He really does look like a like Mel Gibson did in the first movie. It kind of, yeah. So, uh, cr- creepily enough, I can see that. There was one Paul Walker movie I liked. I liked uh, Running Scared. You, running scared is that what it was? Yeah, I like that one. No, to me, running scared stars Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines, <laughs> was, and Jimmy Smith. That's Jimmy running Smits. scared. <laughs> Gregory Hines, I know. Like, <laughs> I have that on a big box, Brad. I have a big box of that. Thinking of that too, when I saw when I saw the the Paul Walker one, I was like, this is this is a decent movie, but it's a really bad remake of the Billy Crystal movie. <laughs> exactly. Well, and who would have thought Billy Crystal could play a decent badass cop in that too? I know, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. Uh, uh, to me, it falls apart in the final third. That overly protracted shootout in the empty mall is ridiculous. I, I like that. shoot. I like the shootout in the mall. Um, I, I, I just liked seeing Jimmy Smits play the bad guy. Oh, he was a badass in that, too. That was cool. I haven't watched that movie in a while. I need to watch that again. And the other thing with the thing, too, is that it's, it's a prequel. Uh, the movie... But it's still just called the thing. I read somewhere that you they can't... that they didn't want people to think it was a sequel. So just give it a subtitle, like the the, the thing, the the first encounter, or something like that. You know? Just, yeah. Give it give it a subtitle. Give it give it so... give it something. What the God? <laughs> we're gonna make this we're gonna make this prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Should we call it Red Dragon like the book? Nah, let's just call it Silence of the Lambs again. <laughs> but but here's the here's my problem with the with the prequel. It's the same thing we were talking about last week when we were talking about the Texas Chainsaw prequel. There's no suspense. You know for a fact every single one of these characters has to die. You uh-huh. know ballpark what the ending is going to be because you know what the shape of the Norwegian camp looked like in the first film. You yeah. know what the thing is going to look like based on the shape it left in the ice. There is no suspense other than what order the people are going to be killed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that, too. Because uh, I was kind of thinking that while watching this, too. I was like, it, it, you know how it ends? Like what you just said, you, 
you know how it's going to end. This movie seems, and it really, see, it's not that it looks like it's 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 going to be like really really bad. It just looks kind of pointless. Like you know, I mean, but the it's only totally thing I can say about it is that. Yeah, is that it's is yeah, it, it's unnecessary. The, the one thing I can say about it is that like it does give me some hope in this the director has said that he's going to use a lot of practical effects for it. Right, because I'm sorry the thing CGI, those don't go together I, I think. No, 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 not at all. I really hope they timestamp this to 1982. Yeah. I hope you're not going to, you know, we're not going to find a critters reference or, you know, somebody using an iPod or something in this or I'm really going to freak out on this movie. Yeah, I'll be I'll be pissed off. And I was watching I was watching the trailer looking for stuff like that too. I was like, I swear to God, if this takes place in the present, I, ew, if this takes place in the present, I cannot freaking see myself liking this damn movie. No, because the first film, while they never said 1982, it was obvious with the the VCR that they were watching. Let's make yeah. a deal on and things like that, and the the, the chess mach- uh, computer. This was 1982. It's 1980 freaking two. Yeah, exactly. Don't dare try and say, oh, well, that one took place in like 1992. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I totally, I completely freaking believe that. I wouldn't Ugh. put it. Pa- I wouldn't put it past some of these movies. See, sometimes the timestamp works perfectly. Look at the ni- 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there is really nothing in that movie that sets it in 1990. You don't know wh- when that takes place. Because they're in an old house, the phone is old, the guns are old, the TV is old. There's nothing to make to to set it as this has to be 1990. Other than some, other than how some of the characters act and how some of them look, namely how Barbara looks in it. Yeah, the the, the short hair. I'll give you that. But yeah, I mean, but overall, really, that's the. Only, I mean, granted, it, it's it's been a while since I've seen that, but but yeah, how how Barbara looks in it. That, that that's what kind of comes to my head when I think. Well, I I don't think this is probably taking place in the in the nineteen sixties. But see, I but uh, what I'm saying is I liked the fact that Savini did that. That no, he, I do too. That he yeah. pretty much he didn't nail it to either it takes place in sixty eight like the original or that yeah. this is definitely nineteen ninety. I like that movie. I loved that movie. I saw that at a midnight showing on Halloween. That... <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Jared saw Zookeeper at a midnight showing. I'm sorry, Jared. No, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know what we watched earlier? Oh, okay, no. so well, I'm doing. I'm. 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 I'm writing another uh, '80s Dan. So earlier we all got together and watched uh, Hot to Trot. Oh man, are, are you, is Space Lancer Steve going to show up in this '80s Dan? No, no, no. <laughs> I want to see Space Lancer Steve show up at some point. Space Lancer Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to buy some more foil. <laughs> <laughs> Did you keep the little the little crappy gun from the gas station? Yeah, I I still have the gun. <coughs> uh, I still I still have the gun. I, I think Lewis uh, still has uh, the, the that thing that was on my hands and the thing that wrapped around my head. <laughs> there is there is something that I'll that I'll that I am gonna do with that, but nothing that'll be any like nothing that'll be something that people are expecting me to do with it. Well, I got a que- uh, I got a question for you, Brad. Since yeah. you just put Midnight Heat up on your site, you play a pimp. Yeah. You play a pimp in that. You play a pimp, yeah. you play a pimp in Hooker with a Heart of Gold. Am I noticing a trend? That's one. Th- it, it's it's funny because we were making a Hooker with a Heart of Gold, and I it, it didn't hit me until I think like until a little ways into when we were filming Hooker because I do play a pimp in Hooker and I do play one in Midnight Heat. 
but they're both vastly different characters. Like they're both like night and day. They're both completely different characters. So it didn't hit me really until we were a ways into shooting Hooker when I when I was like, you know, this is the second time I've played a pimp in a movie. <laughs> so I was just wondering if you were working out some kind of weird aggression or some weird fantasy or something by you playing oh. a <laughs> <laughs> in 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 Midnight Heat, the part I play is very much just a a broken down a, a broken down guy who just wants to escape all of that lifestyle, and he uh, just kind of just happens to be a pimp in it. In Hooker with a Heart of Gold, the character is like cartoonish, Eric Roberts, you know, high strung, over the top, Gary Oldman and True Romance type pimp, or or Gary Oldman cop in The Professional. Yeah, yeah, Everyone! (laughs) I like these calm little moments before the storm. (laughs) The topic I actually wanted to talk about tonight, which, like I said, we had to get the trailers thing out, VHS Special Editions. Uh Uh-huh. You remember, like, nowadays everyone expects on DVDs, oh, it didn't come with any extras, I'm so disappointed. Hey, guys, that was a really special thing back in the VHS era to get extras. Oh yeah, back in the day, you'd get some VHS uh, t- come in the uh, the double the double VHSs. One tape is the movie, one tape is the extras. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got a couple of those. I actually no, honestly, that's a waste because there's no way. Usually, the twenty minutes of extras easily could have fit on the longer tape and made it a one tape deal. Yeah. But it's still kind of cool that pretty much that was the only way for a while you were going to get a widescreen version of a movie unless you had a laser disc player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like there, there's the one that I have. I, I, I have, I have a few of them. One of them is my uh, double VHS special edition of Dawn of the Dead. That's the uh, two hour and twenty minute version. And the way they do it on there is a little different. Like it ends. The first tape ends like maybe halfway through the movie. I believe it ends like uh, right when, like after Roger has been bitten, and they're, and they're kind of wheeling him around, and they're they're in the uh, the, the convenience store, and they're about to uh, they're about to make their way towards the car, okay. towards hot wiring that car. So it, it's about there with the tape, and put in the second tape, and it's the rest of the movie, and then after that is like about forty five minutes or an hour's worth of trailers, like it goes into like. German trailers, Italian trailers, Spanish trailers, a lot of stuff on there. Because, see, I've got the, the the ones I have on those two tape sets. I've got A Nightmare on Elm Street and Hellraiser are the ones I can see right now. I think I've got Halloween as well. But it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, widescreen is on one tape. And then the other yeah. tape is some interviews, TV spots, and trailers. For Hellraiser, it's the same thing. Just the widescreen version of the movie on one tape, and then the 20, 25 minutes of extras on the other tape, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, got, the, I've got the Hellraiser one, too. I've, I've got the Hellraiser one, and I have the one for The Hidden. Um, I didn't know there was one I've, for The Hidden. I'll have to look for that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's one for The Hidden. In fact, let me grab it real quick to see what's on it. It's in, it's in arms arm's length. Because uh, I like that movie. The, the, hidden, the hidden was the hidden. a good movie. Oh, I love The Hidden. Uh, the, yeah, this is the one that, this is the two tape that was put out. Uh, uh, it's got Video Treasures, Media Home Entertainment, and Anchor Bay on it. 
the second tape is original trailers and unused footage, special effects production footage. It looks like the the unseen footage has a narration by Jack Shoulder. It's uh, did yeah, I I can't see uh, I can't see what year they put this out, this particular tape out. I'm sure. Oh, uh, they put it out in '96. So I've got that somewhere. I, I do have the Halloween one in the late '90s when they re-released Star Wars and did the special editions. They put out there was a set that was in like a big like kind of cardboard box that has the three movies and they're all widescreen and then obviously it's the original versions because they hadn't done the special editions yet uh, so it's it's those three widescreen and then a fourth tape with a bunch of extra features so yeah I think so I've, I'm like I think I had I'm that like one crap point. I I don't I don't need I don't need DVDs for this with the crappy special editions I'll just keep my early mid 90s special edition cardboard box set I keep my my laser discs for that cuz I've got the laser discs of Empire and Jedi yeah with the untampered with versions <laughs> yeah exactly but but then you had you had those remember Did those mean Jared I had one for the zookeeper yes the zookeeper <laughs> <laughs> No, I had one for. Remember when Metallica did um, uh, that that gig with the London Starlight Orchestra? Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what year it was, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, they uh, they released that video on on VHS, and and that was that was the same. the The concert video was on one VHS. Behind the scenes documentary was on a second VHS. Well, because then do you also do you guys remember the flip book? thing that went around for a while for special editions the flip the flip book yeah i've got like uh invaders from mars the what do you ma- mean um where it was like the tape and then the cover would flip o- open like a book and there'd be oh, like oh oh you know it, yeah it, yeah the, the hidden does that the hidden does that and so does the dawn of the dead one well because i've got single tape ones of those flip books with the 1986 invaders from mars special edition and texas chainsaw massacre 2 Oh, right on. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 one, I have problems with. Okay, widescreen version of the movie, fine. It looks great. On the back of the box, after the feature, stay tuned for trailers and deleted scenes. Okay, after the movie, there's two trailers, and then the tape runs out. Oh, boo. And I thought, okay, maybe I got a bad one. So I found another one of those at a used place. I bought it again. Exact same thing. None of these seem to actually have the deleted scenes at the back of the box promises. Yeah. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> I mean, I, I still like it because... It, it was around when Anchor Bay was putting out, like, the Beyond and Deep Red and New York in River. Those, when they first those put, black clamshells? Yeah, yeah, when they would simultaneously put them out on, uh, in, the, in the VHS clamshells. Yeah. You mean the clamshells? <laughs> you got to say it like Vic, Vic from the Big Box there, Brad. The clam- <laughs> Something's a little fishy about these clamshells. <laughs> Should these clamshells be bearded? Yeah. Oh God! Pre- <laughs> Shut up, Jared. Me, that was all right. Me, let me put it to you. Let me put it to you this way. I prefer my clamshells shaved. <laughs> I like that baby doll look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're all getting dirty here. <laughs> but, but all right. I've got a bunch of those Anchor Bay ones that you were talking about as well, and those were pretty cool in the way you you get the widescreen version of the movie, and then afterwards yeah. 
they'd usually load it up with special features, you know, making of, trailers, behind the scenes, new interviews. Sometimes it was before the movie, which I understand, but if you haven't seen the movie, they're kind of ruining uh, it for you. Yeah, that's a good point. So, it, it, yeah, to me, it makes pain, yeah, to, to fast forward through all that to get to the movie. Especially because you don't know how long that is, so do I fast forward 40 minutes, 20 minutes? Put the special features a, after the damn movie, all right? I had a, uh, I have a special, I think I still have it. I don't think it was stolen. The special VHS edition they put out of, and it wasn't, it wasn't a two-tape set, but it was a spe- the special edition VHS they put out of Escape from New York that had the a, a bonus feature, like, behind-the-scenes thing at the very beginning of it. And that, I have a Laserdisc that has, I think, that same feature, but I didn't know that there was a special edition VHS for that one. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it has a like minute thing right before the movie, and and the movie itself is uh, the movie itself is widescreen. I have the same thing too for I I have the same kind of the same thing too for uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, except except that I don't think there was any extra there was any extra features on it. I think it was just the fact that it was in widescreen. Yeah, I've got a couple where... Do you remember when, I think it was MGM... No, 20th Century Fox. They would put out yeah. those ones with that gold background in in the yes. in the black clamshells. And I've yeah. got a couple of those for, like, Die Hard. And other than being widescreen, there's no special features. And I'm like, did that really need a clamshell special edition label when all it is is the widescreen version? Yeah, they did that for True Lies as well. Wide- Do you remember when... Huh? I was going to say, widescreen's nice, but yeah. that's not really a special feature, I don't think. Even in the VHS era, I wouldn't really have called that a special feature. It should have been a required feature. Oh, yeah, The yeah. widescreen I mean, version. Up, up at the top, just put, like, letterboxed edition or something, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, do you remember in 89 when I, Ghostbusters 2 hit VHS... <laughs> And uh, not Ghostbusters, at first. what? Not at not when that first hit VHS. When when Ghostbusters two hit VHS, uh, most of them were widescreen. Were released widescreen. They were just they, they just re- they just released it like that, you know. And and it wasn't they didn't call it like special edition or anything. It was just put out on VHS in widescreen, which which is yeah. cool, you know, which is which is really good. But then in eighty nine, doing that. People thought there was something wrong with their tapes. <laughs> oh God, the ignorance of the consumer, huh? Oh yeah. People thought there was something. People thought there was something wrong with wrong with their tapes, and 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 even I, I think even like my mom was kind of like, of course, at the end, of course, I mean, at the at that time, not as many people knew about letterbox widescreen and all that as as they do nowadays. So I, I think even my mom at the time was kind of like, huh. Well, that's that's interesting. Whatever. <laughs> but Brad, you got to realize today people don't know about that. I don't think there is any conceivable reason that when you go to Walmart today, or Target, there's more people. There's more people today who know about it than back then. But clearly, there are people that prefer the full screen edition. Otherwise, Walmart and Target. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, Walmart and Target would not stock those in greater ratios than they do the widescreen edition. Who the hell wants oh, yeah, the full there's... frame edition? Oh yeah, there's there's still yeah there's still a lot of idiots out there. Because I got sure, I got prefer so the ma- full screen version, but but there are more people even if they do prefer the full screen version, blah blah blah. They know what widescreen is. They know what full screen is. There are more people nowadays who know about that. 
I'm not saying there aren't stupid people who would still prefer to see it in full screen, but it isn't so much a mystery nowadays. My mom gives me this thing. She she knows that, like you just said, there are people that know but prefer. She yeah. knows that you're losing image off the, each side, but she'd prefer yeah. the screen be filled that her entire TV screen is filled rather than seeing the entire picture. And I just, I facepalm and like, Ma, you just, you, you truly are not a cinephile, are you? What about people, what about people who buy widescreen TVs but still watch four to three aspect, like all the time, everything? Those people are idiots, but I've got a nice, it, it's an LCD TV. You know, obviously lots of TV shows and things like that are still going to be 4.3. So I watch a lot of 4.3 stuff on there. Well, whenever I put something in widescreen, I can see the line of screen burn where where the 4.3 image was because that's actually been burned into my screen now. Oh, yeah. So I'm like... Uh-huh. So you got this one little line whenever you're watching on wide in something in widescreen on each side, and it's like... Yeah. <laughs> so I did that to myself, I, I guess. Laugh, like, uh, I, I, I always kind of laughed, like, when, when I worked at the video store and we would have, like, uh, uh, say for, like, you know, uh, some Academy Award-winning movie. So let's, let's say Godfather. Godfather, or we would have, like... Full screen version, widescreen version, and like you know, The Departed or something like. That. And I would laugh and be like, "Who is gonna rent The Godfather and prefer for it to be seen in full screen or The Departed or something like that?" Another thing that's really irritating about this widescreen full screen thing, where a uh-huh. foreign version, a foreign DVD is widescreen and the American version is full frame, that yeah. bugs the hell out of me. Like Fright Night Two. Fright Night yeah. 2, full frame, European uh-huh. edition, beautiful widescreen print. I prefer my movies pan and scan, thank you very much. Well, the thing that also gets me is on, on these DVDs, you see a lot of time, special feature, full screen presentation. <laughs> yeah, special a, feature. It's not a f- special feature. That's <laughs> that's not a special feature. That's like saying special feature, we left the lens cap on. <laughs> yeah, it's not a special <laughs> feature. That's a deterrent. To me, what, buying that version of the what movie. Are the, what are some of the worst examples of uh, pan and scan you saw? Ghostbusters. Just try and watch. Yeah. It. Try and watch Ghostbusters on TV. You'll actually get motion sickness because that camera never stops moving. Oh yeah. Oh, um, that one's hell, bad. What? I said that one's bad, and Die Hard's pretty bad too. Die Hard was bad. Uh, Telephone. When I saw Telephone on VHS, that was bad. The Charles Bronson movie? Yeah, that was pan and scanned really bad. Last Action Hero was pan and scanned really bad. I remember, I think A Few Good Men was, too, if I remember right. I don't mind full frame as much. You know, obviously all of us being big VHS fans, you you get used to that. Full full frame, I'm fine with. It's when they pan and scan. Okay, if the actor is just out of frame, leave him out of frame. You don't need to move the camera over to catch the actor to say his one line of dialogue. It just makes me physically sick. Then they I remember too they 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 started doing one thing like around in the late 90s, if you had a shot where one actor was standing all the way on one side of the screen talking to an actor who was all the way on the other side of the screen, that shot on VHS or in in let's say in full screen 
could be DVD, VHS, whatever. That shot would be in widescreen. Um, the the haunting, the the remake of the haunting does that. The scene where the bed is coming alive and and getting the that uh, the black haired chick. Yeah. All of a sudden, it goes widescreen for that one scene, and then goes back to full frame on the VHS. Um, Magnolia did that for the scene where uh, uh, John C. Riley is talking to uh, the, the the girl love interest in the movie. There was a shot like in that sequence that was that was in widescreen, and I I, I kind of remember just being sort of like, well, first of all, I don't know why I was watching that in full screen. I, I, a friend of mine must have just put it in and had it on tape or something, but I. It was actually, I mean, it took you out of the movie a little bit. And first of all, it reminded me that I should freaking be watching this in widescreen. Why am I watching it like this? Exactly. <laughs> well, because I remember there was a big fervor when The Insider came out on VHS. Michael Mann had yeah. something written in, into his contract that it could only be released on home video widescreen, that no yeah. full-frame edition would be approved people were sending their VHSs back to Amazon and Walmart complaining that it, they wanted the damn full screen edition. They didn't want it widescreen and they said they were forcing widescreen on us, viewers. Oh, boo-hoo. Well, another thing, just try and look at like a Monster Squad. Yeah. Not on DVD because that's widescreen. Look at the VHS. That entire opening sequence when they're in Transylvania in the past is... Yeah. Gorgeous, all beautiful huh? widescreen, and then as soon oh, as, yeah. as soon as they go to the present, the screen—I mean—it literally just snap, and, and all of yeah. a sudden it's full frame. It's jarring. Well, they do that uh, when they when someone a lot of them do like uh, the slow transition from widescreen where the bars slowly recede, dis- slowly disappear. <laughs> like, I, and there are some movies where you actually do get more in the full screen edition. Like uh-huh. Return of the Living Dead, that was shot open mat. So while you do get more on the sides widescreen, you're losing uh-huh. top part of the top and bottom that you get when you see it full frame. So both ways of Return of the Living yeah. Dead, you're actually getting more than the other version was giving you. The Abyss is the same way. So is Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. So so you really can't complain about the full screen edition of those movies because you are getting more footage in a w- weird way than the widescreen edition got gave uh-huh. you. Uh, was it MGM where they got they got in some trouble because they were they were matting they were matting screens over a full screen copy of it? Uh, Kung Fu the TV series they did that for the first season. Okay, they actually tried to pass it off that a TV show shot in 1972 was shot widescreen. Oh, I believe that. And you, you know, you know what the biggest insult to injury was? There's a documentary uh, on that that uses clips from the first season that are in the correct aspect ratio. <laughs> it's like the documentary is just teasing you. And then there were so much, fan, so many fan complaints that seasons two and three were put out in the correct aspect ratio, but they refused to reissue season one. So you can only get season one in that phony widescreen edition. Man, I sleep away. I remember a copy of Sleepaway Camp I had. Uh, has is matted uh, the white screen bars over a full screen copy of it. Something else too. I I, I can't remember. I think like uh, when uh, Soul MGM Soul Cinema label put out like Coffee and Foxy Brown. They were the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah, because those were like flip side, full screen on one side, white screen on the other, but they were both the same. Just one matted bars over it. What do you prefer, Jared? Full screen or wide screen? 
Well, full screen, of course. I mean, especially <laughs> now seeing the difference. Wait, did I just say full screen? Yes. Yes. Wow, I cannot believe I just said that. All right, there's no way I'm... It up the TV! I am not editing that out, I'll tell you that. Well, that was a mistake. I don't know why I just said that, but... It fills up TV. I don't like those black bars, damn it. I I meant to say widescreen, especially seeing the the difference now between widescreen and full screen. You can actually, you know, you can really see more. I mean, um, you know, I, I actually saw a couple of movies in, in widescreen and in full screen formats. And I'm thinking, why would you do this? I mean, what, what's it? It's like, once you, once you uh, have a taste of widescreen, why would you ever want full screen ever again? Especially when you know what widescreen is. I remember, I remember being a little kid and seeing widescreen for the first time and I didn't know what it was. Me either. So I, 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 I probably being that young, I probably did think like, what the hell? There's part of the screen missing. But, yeah, yeah. You know. I, I know. I, I know. I thought that way back then. I know. I at the time I was all like, you know, watching Last of the Mohicans. I was all like, why is it like this? This is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> why won't it fill up the screen? You know, there, there's like, there is something though that a lot of people don't realize. That's also a big difference between full screen and widescreen, because the full screen is literally just zoomed in. Yeah. It actually pulls up more grain, so the picture is actually clearer in the widescreen version yeah. as well. the The, the picture is crisper too. In widescreen, yeah, because when you zoom in, you're adding that grain that your eye isn't really picking up. You know, it's just oh, like yeah, yeah. like take a YouTube video, looks all right. Zoom in to just one guy's face, and it's going to look like crap. Oh yeah, like uh, um, when. Uh... <laughs> we found Brian's uh, 1988 VHS of Die Hard like several months back and we pop it in and it didn't really do the pan and scan thing that like subsequent full screen copies of Die Hard did but it was it was just they just zoomed in to like the middle of the screen you know so if some actor was off to like the left side talking you wouldn't really see very much of them it was just zoomed right in and like it was grainy as hell yeah see that's that's we actually got some enjoyment out of that see that's part of the problem and for some reason people like that i remember my video store used to have it was probably when a dragon heart came out because it was an image from dragon heart it showed a, a scene from Dragonheart, widescreen and the exact same scene full screen underneath it and they used to play this on the the TV inside the store to show people the difference. Now yeah. the real funny thing was Braveheart was never re- or Braveheart. Dragonheart was never released on wide widescreen on VHS, so it was sort of <laughs> what's the point of that vid- shouldn't you have picked a movie you can have both versions for? Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was a weird choice by the company. I mean, it illustrated their purpose, but it would, they probably could have chosen a better movie for it. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and, and we've and we've talked before about how like I prefer like how some of my VHSs are look grainier than than like a like DVD or HD Blu-ray, but that's not really because it's it's zoomed it's zoomed in or anything like that. It's just because. I prefer to watch something like Friday Night a little bit of grain to it than I do all polished up and looking all HD Blu-ray. 
Well, on the same token, have you ever seen the Chong movie Far Out Man from 1990? Yeah. Okay, I've got that on VHS and on DVD. The DVD is is full screen. The DVD yeah. is a worse quality print than the VHS. I've seen that. Literally, I, I, my VHS is a better copy than the official DVD for that movie. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They must have uh, burned a copy of the movie off of VHS onto DVD. Most likely, but it, I don't know if it was not the same print, but there are like some rolling color bar, not like color bars the way you're thinking, but like little color stripes that roll through so, the screen now and then on the DVD that are not on my VHS. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> I did. I did watch the other day. I watched my first uh, Blu-ray, which was Caligula. Did you buy it or rent it or friend had it? No, no, I I bought it. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, we 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 technically have a Blu-ray player now with the PlayStation Three, and I'm like, okay, if I'm actually going to get a Blu-ray, the first Blu-ray that I get, it's going to be my favorite movie. It's going to be Caligula. So I ordered Caligula on Blu-ray. I popped it in and watched it the other day. And I actually, I actually preferred my DVD copy of it. It, it was just um, too clear. It was clear, and it was slightly polished, you know, a little bit. But it was so polished that it was actually a little shaky. In the opening credit sequence, you see that uh, the uh, the coin is shaking, and you see that the text is shaking. When you look at it in other copies of it, you can kind of see that a little bit, but whatever, it's really not that noticeable. But in the fact that it's this HD and it's polished up and all that, it was a little distracting. Are you going to pick up any others? Or is that pretty much going to be your only Blu-ray? You know, like, uh, well, Jillian, Jillian Jillian bought Drive Angry for me on Blu-ray. And I got the Clockwork Orange Blu-ray, partly because, I mean, well, it is one of my favorites, and I used it in that Clockwork Orgy video that I did. You know, I, 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 the kinds of movies I watch to look that clear, I, I, I don't. Like, I know Zombie Holocaust is out on Blu-ray, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I need that good of a copy of it. I, I, I I would I I'd much rather watch it on probably my DVD cuz at least it'll look a little it'll look a little grainier it won't be that polished up I mean well you want to hear something funny I, I like I like the look and feel of how of, of when it's not converted to HD the movie Grindhouse why does that need to be on Blu-ray isn't by definition that movie not work in HD yeah, 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 exactly. The the point of that is that it doesn't look like it's in HD, you know. And 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 I again, I I, I don't know. I would it look Blu-ray, so I I don't know. Maybe it, it actually maybe it, it doesn't looked, look like huh? No, it looked too clear. When I popped Does it in, it? it looked too clear to me. And then they they even give you the option to watch the movie without all the digital scratches. You can watch it clean. Oh, that. Yeah, it's like no. The what's the point of watching Grindhouse clean. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, screw that. Screw that. Why you would even put that option on a movie? I don't get that. That's like, I, I mean, that's like putting out like a special edition of Citizen Kane and saying, "Here, you can watch it in color." 
Oh, don't get me don't get me started on that. You me and Ed talked about that before. <laughs> but, but Yeah, but that but that's what that reminds me of. That's what that reminds me of though. Because the only Blu ray I have that I think really does improve by looking in H D is Trick or Treat. That really does look beautiful on Blu ray. Oh, cool, cool. And and then the fact that the Blu ray has a bunch of exclusive extras that are really cool. That's why that I bought that before I even had a Blu ray player. I bought that uh, just it, knowing I'd pick up one at some point. I would sort of like to get like the collecting bug back again, you know, because like back when I was collecting DVD, uh, you know, I had a really huge collection and and it was it was fun doing that. And then like I said, I mean, they were all stolen, so I I want to put forth another 10 years and however many thousands of dollars to slowly build that up again. Like so I always had this in my head that like, okay, if I have enough to buy back whatever I lost in bulk, uh, maybe not everything. I mean, there might be a couple stuff that I wouldn't buy back again, but, you know, stuff I lost, I, I would just buy it back in bulk. And part of me, like, is sort of like, well, I mean, it was fun to collect like that. So there was there was a part of me that was like, okay, with this Blu-ray thing, you know, like Zombie Holocaust just came out. There's, like, New York Ripper and, and, and like, Cat of Nine Tails and stuff that I used to own. It was like, I, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I could just start collecting again. And I'm like, I just... Uh, I I don't know. Uh, well, for me, I, I think yeah. Again, I'll just probably just wait so I can just buy them all back again on DVD. See, for me, Blu-ray, it has to be about the extras. If if it's a movie that has a what, it has to be about the extras. If it's a movie that has the equivalent on DVD, I'll go with the DVD. All the Blu-rays yeah. I own are because they have extras, commentary tracks, deleted scenes, whatever. That's not on their DVD counterpart. Yeah, they're starting to do that now, uh, where the extras are going on the Blu-rays. I mean, there's been DVDs that I've rented before that are bare bones editions, but you get it on Blu-ray, and they're <laughs> hours of extras. Mm -hmm. Well, we're we're running out of time. Assuming I can get this Skype sucks edition of Radio Drome edited properly, <laughs> we're, we're we're getting close to running out of time. But I want to note that I'm going to be adding to my webpage a list of VHSs I have for trade slash sale. I need the money really, really bad. I'm about to lose my house. So, by the way, there's also a PayPal link at the top of 1201beyond.blogspot.com if anyone wants to help me keep my house. But I have a bunch of VHSs I'm going to be putting up for sale or trade if anyone wants to go check those out. And I'll also be putting up a video store went out of business a while ago. They gave me all their old review tapes and DVDs. I'm not so sure I can legally sell those, though, because they all have that call this phone number if you paid for this cassette thing on them. So I, I don't know if I can legally sell. <laughs> I don't know if I can legally sell those or if I have to uh, trade those away. But I've got I've got hundreds and hundreds of those that I need to get rid of. So please check out my website 1201beyond.blogspot.com. You can email me at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Brad is cinemasnob.com and Jared doesn't have like a website website but Foil Rap Productions on Facebook. Or, or that is or, correct. Uh, Facebook or Facebook.com slash Jared Foils. There you go. So alright, I'm gonna say good night and oh this is one's gonna be hell in post, I'll tell you that, Brad. <laughs>